Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another brand new episode of Dakota, where we talk our shit on societal norms and pop culture from both the male and the female perspective. I'm your host, Kimball, also known as It's Just Kimball on both Twitter and Instagram. And here I am back at it again. Look at me being a little consistent with the episodes because I know it's been a minute since I've been consistent. Uh, But this is also the fourth straight episode of All Women. So I'm keeping the uh, momentum going with that. And um, I think it's going to be a really entertaining episode. I'm about to review some results from to the polls of a personal question that I asked about old people candy. And uh, this week's email of the week, I think it's going to be a really uh, a great email because this came from a YouTube channel. Uh, and I also watched that clip. So I get a gist of what they're talking about. And of course, as always, who's man's is this where we highlight the most out of pocket things that we saw on social media. And when I tell you, you see a lot of out of pocket things on social media. But of course, before we even get into the shits, of course, we're always going to have our great panel introduce themselves. So it doesn't matter which one of you ladies would like to go first. Let them know who you is and all that good stuff. Okay, well, I'm LaDonna. (laughs) (laughs) We all just smiled. I'm LaDonna Um, on Instagram, LaDonna underscore LaDonna. And that's it. That's the only social media that I have. I'm Corey <laughs> on the socials. I'm Bayou Drew, um, and I'm also working with a collective um, under the social lit socials. Um, we're coming out with some hot shit, so. Hey. I am Ashley, and it's her pretty underscore Ash on Twitter and IG. And uh, yeah, I don't have nothing else to say, so let's do it. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, as always, I'm, I'm greatly appreciative of you guys coming on today's show. And of course, listeners, as always, you should be able to rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all major streaming podcast platforms. And of course, if you ever want a question answered here on Decoded Pod, all you got to do is email us at decodedpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also DM the page on both Twitter and Instagram as well at decodedpod. So before we get into today's topic, we are going to go to the polls. So last week, I had an internal conversation between me and my brother, and we were talking about old people candy and the candy that we grew up stealing at our grandmother and our grandfather's house. Well, I'm not going to say steal. We borrowed. We didn't borrow. We ate it. Um, But um, there were four particular candies that came into mind, and I just wanted to ask the masses. So what I did was set up a poll on Twitter. And I asked, what is the best old people candy? Your options were the strawberry hard candy, the Werther's caramel, the butterscotch, and peppermints. So the winner of that poll with 42% of the votes was The Werther's Caramel, which yes, is um, that's the one I stole most. I wholeheartedly can admit that. Agree. I still eat them. <laughs> See? See, there's nothing wrong with them. Like I get them from every now and then. 
That strawberry hard candy was a strong second for me, though, because I used to yeah. steal those, too. Strawberry cream savers was better than that, though. But he didn't list that one. He should have. I should have. I, I wanted to respect that as an honorable mention because I know a lot of people mentioned those. But my grandmother didn't hold those cream savers like that. So That's true. I would say my mom always had those. My grandma had those on deck. <laughs> right. And then it was it was butterscotch all the time. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not that big of a fan of butter, butterscotch. And she used to not have the hard candy. She used to have, like, the actual soft, like... And I was like, ah, nah, not me. Nope. And then the peppermints, I would always steal those from my grandfather's house. And he would notice, but, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't get me in trouble with that. So, uh, yet again, thank you, listeners, for, for going in with that one. Um, of course, I saw a lot of honorable mentions mentioning, obviously, the cream savers. You guys really got on me about that one. I forgot about it, and I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um since we've already wrapped up there for to the polls i guess we can go ahead and go into today's topic so this is a thing in which a lot of people like to label as of course a a, a language of i guess of appreciation and there are five things that come into it in terms of relationships and those five things are known as the words of affirmation the acts of service, quality time, gifts, and physical touch. Now, a lot of people try to learn toward what their language is as as it goes. Some people just know off rip, but sometimes it does change over time. Uh, So I figured today just to hear from, you know, a woman's perspective about this. And of course, I'll try to hold it down for the men as well. And not only are we going to talk about it from a relationship aspect, we're going to talk about it from a work aspect as well, because there's a very interesting uh, dynamic when it comes to work and how that plays in. So for today's topic, we are going to decode love languages. So I love this topic. There we go. So I'm going to start out with you, LaDonna. What is your love language and how did you come to learn what your love language was my love language is quality time i've probably known that my whole life before i knew of the different love languages but i've always like quality time means more to me than anything so not like i'm just rolling in the dough but like i can buy my if i want something i can buy it Acts of service is kind of up there, but quality time, definitely. So I've known it my whole life. I don't know at what point I knew, but I've always known quality time. Okay. Okay. Tori, what is your love language and how did you come to learn of that? My love language is quality time as well. Um, I found out um, it was my love language kind of just through my interactions with my friends. Um, in particular, I don't like receiving gifts. Um, I don't like people doing things for me. I prefer to give gifts and do things for other people. Um, I just, I just really enjoy being around people, and I, I would do things to just make sure that I could spend time with people. And that's kind of what made me more happy than anything. So I kind of, before I took the test and confirmed it, it was really just, I really just enjoy being around people and doing things that kind of will ensure that people are around. Ash, 
What is your love language and how did you learn? Yeah, mine is actually quality time too. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I definitely do think like it has changed over time. I think uh, it used to be either words of affirmation or uh, like like physical touch. But I think after realizing, like being in relationships with people who didn't exactly spend quality time with me, like I'm like, okay, no, that's actually what I'm missing. Like, because you can get all the, you know, the physical touch and stuff like that, like while spending quality time, but like, you know, in the words of affirmation, like to me, that's just like words now. Like, because people could say like, you mean the world to me, You're, I appreciate you so much, but if they're not showing it, then that's totally different. So like that quality time is like, not just speaking it, but like, it's really proving that like, how you feel about me. Like, so that I would say like slowly over time, it, it has transitioned into quality time, but before it definitely needs to be like, like physical touch. Okay, so seeing how your love language evolved over time, as you just said, was physical touch. Uh, Tori, LaDonna, even though LaDonna, you did say it felt like it was quality time all the way through and through. Did you ever feel that it was another type of love language that you was rocking with other than just quality time? Um, I don't have anything spicy for you. It's always been quality time, like always. always. Um, yeah, always. In all relationships, friendship, um, personal, family, it's just always been quality time. And how about for you, Tori? Um, probably transitioned from physical touch to quality time. Um, but it's the quality time's probably been a close second. Um, but just being in close proximity to people and just like sitting in a room watching a movie, that's just cool sitting in a room listening to vinyls just chilling relaxing that's always been it for me but you know hugs and holding hands and all that kind of stuff's cool too but yeah more i think with with my love language my top one is actually physical touch mm. uh, i am that nigga where it's like we don't have to cuddle the entire night because that's uncomfortable for both of us but at least have that leg on me. Because... Leg is hot, too. <laughs> leg, it's not that bad. But, like, you know. Okay. It's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, I think a close second is also quality time. I think that's also, uh, you know, just being able to be around your partner, I think, is always a, is always a nice thing. Um, and just those top two together, I feel like that just makes my love languages go would you would you say like that is your love language with family too like are you a, a big hugger of like family like when you get around your family you want to shower them with hugs and stuff like that or is this just your love language like with an intimate partner I, would say? I think that would maybe be my love language with an intimate partner with family as i was growing up it had to be physical touch because it was like oh give me a hug you know mm -hmm. grandma auntie and all of them like no, no, give me, give me some sugar. And I'm, but now I've made it to a point in my life where I'm like, mm, nah, we don't need to do all that. Plus, yeah. we in a Ponderosa. I don't know where you've been. You don't know where I've been. So, <laughs> um, and I think for them, I think maybe for family wise, I think my top one is quality time, and then probably by like words of affirmation afterwards. Because mm. I like to know that at least I am making my family proud. 
mm-hmm. you know so them giving me that pep talk specifically my mom if she's the one that's giving me those words like baby you're doing amazing you're doing amazing sweetie all right that makes me feel a type of way it makes me feel good so uh i think from yeah those are really different dynamics for love language wise from relationships to family um and then i had a conversation with a uh co-worker and she told me about how love languages also can incorporate within the workplace and she gave me a brief breakdown of how the love languages are broken down within work so words of affirmation usually is like for at work is like verbal recognition or like written compliments that you get from an, from your boss or anything of that nature acts of service is like uh helping a coworker with their workload or you know something of that nature quality time is like team building activities group lunches volunteering together gifts gift cards bonuses you know the food perks in the office and then physical touches like the high fives the handshakes the fist bumps and all that good stuff so in terms of your love language in the workplace what is y'all's top love language give me a raise like if (laughs) If my project, if the project that I was working on saved the company a quarter million dollars, don't tell me good job. Give me a raise. Give give me a bonus. I don't care. Like, oh, well, the CEO thought you did a really good job. I don't care what he thought. Give, show me the dough. That's what, that's for me. I know that probably just sounds terrible, but I don't well, care what they have to say. What I was saying, like words are just words sometimes and yeah. like, Definitely in the workplace, like to me, yeah, I don't want to hear all that. It, your words don't mean that much to me in, <laughs> in the workplace. Like, it sounds great, but mm-hmm, give me the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I like the way that's broken down, though. Like, that made me think, like, damn, like, what is it? It's definitely not physical touch because, like, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, damn. I'm gonna say gifts too, because that money be, even if it's not money, like I think sometimes just being rewarded with something that you can actually use or something that you actually like, like that is like such a good feeling. Like, okay, so you recognize my work and you went out of your way to reward me somehow with something other than just words. Like, that's great. Um, But also like, I kind of fall into the quality time category too, because I personally, I'm not one that likes to work by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I like to really collaborate with people at work. And to me, like when people are willing to collaborate, I'm, I'm just like, hell yeah, like this is about to be amazing because we got so many brains in it. Like that just like really does well for me at work. So, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely say gifts is number one, but then, <laughs> but then quality time. What about you, Tori? Um, I actually would have to say words of affirmation is my top. Okay. Um, simply because I like to be reassured that what I'm doing is bringing the, the correct value to the company. Um, I do enjoy the gifts, though. Um, that's probably a close second. Um, the way that y'all broke that down, it's like light bulb. Um, but definitely like to know, hey, you're doing good. Hey, I feel like I can depend on you to do your job. Um, because I think that comes along, especially with the, the, the position that I'm in right now. Um, there's no micromanaging. It's completely independent work. And it's like, I like that because don't be all up, up on my neck telling me what to do and all that. But I also like to know I'm doing my thing independently, but I'm still doing what I need to do according to your standards and what you want. So, yeah. 
But go ahead and give me that gift card and that bottle of wine too, because <laughs> why not? Right. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, they say money can't buy happiness, but money is damn sure close. <laughs> <laughs> Gifts is my number one when it comes to work. Like, you could tell me all the things of the world. Like, you're fantastic, Kimball. That's nice, but my wallet's not looking fantastic right now. So, what you gonna do about that? I don't feel fantastic. I don't feel it in my pocket. <laughs> so, like, uh, can do something about that. So, we, uh... can, we can make this work. <laughs> Get a little bit of a raise, buddy. So I think gifts is very much my big top. My number two would probably be acts of service. And I think that, uh, you know, being able to, cause you know, in the industry that I'm in, which is uh, social media marketing, it has a tendency of you're creating content calendars on a regular basis. I mean, you're trying to manage paid advertising on a regular basis and writer's block happens in the worst way imaginable uh, yes it does <laughs> and it's like sometimes you have that writer's block maybe it's for a day maybe it's for a week but to be able to have like that one co-worker on the side or it's like all right cool i can help you out here in this in this department because like one of my jobs is we have a copywriter that can help out so if i am not like if i don't have it i go to him and i'm like hey I need help writing this. Can you please help me? And it works out all the time. We always get the calendars in just in time. Most of the time I'm able to get them done. But when I can't like that, that really does help me as, as time goes on. Cause when you're making content calendars for like multiple businesses mm -hmm. and you're trying to write in multiple different tones, promoting multiple different products, you sometimes get lost. And sometimes that the creative side of you is, is dead. I have had to write copy for a collision center for months and months and I'm like I don't know what else to say I don't know what else to say so yeah it was definitely nice to be able to lean on you know other people who were good at it because I've always been up front like yo like I'm not really a cop I'm not a copywriter first of all so the fact that y'all asking me to write copy in the first place but like to be able to just reach out to a copywriter be like hey I'm really struggling this month like can you help me out like that's always great but I think that also like kind of falls into I wouldn't say quality time but like sometimes I'm like I don't want to completely throw stuff off onto them but so like I'm like can you help me can we spend some quality time and collaborate on this can I borrow your brain a little bit so we can write it together like that that is it's like I just like having that kind of help too so yeah I I, that definitely, I guess it does fall into access service too, but yeah, because they have to be willing to do it in the first place. Yeah. How you to, to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you get yourself within a situation, whether it's with a, a an intimate partner or a family member or even a manager, and you start to realize that y'all's love languages do not mesh with each other what the, the challenges of trying to work around somebody's love language that doesn't match with yours and how do you guys adapt do you guys adapt to their language do you guys meet halfway do you make them adapt to you how does that work mm -hmm. i i can go first i i think like i just kind of got out of one of these situations of a relationship that i don't think it worked because because our love languages were so different mm -hmm. um I think for him, he he was more of like words of affirmation versus me, I said quality time. And so even though 
I can say things and I'm, I'm going to beat this over the head again. Like he would want to hear me say certain things. And I'm like, I can't genuinely say that right now. And like, until you show me, like that is when I can praise you and tell you how great you are, but you have to be great in the first place. And it has to come from my heart, like in order for me to say it. So I just think it wasn't working because he wasn't really trying to spend quality time. Like he would just kind of equate like being in each other's presence as quality time. And I'm like, no, especially not if you're in your phone the whole time or you're watching just because I'm sitting next to you while you watching the game doesn't mean that's quality time because I don't even watch sports. So I'm not even enjoying this. And so that's not quality time. And so there was really no compromise because he didn't feel like I praised him enough. But I'm like, you didn't really put in effort with quality time enough. And so therefore, like, it just didn't work. Like, but I think had it been something like if his love language was, was like gifts, like it's much easier for me to say like, this is I appreciate you in, in this way here's a gift instead of saying like yeah great job like or <laughs> I don't even know like oh man you're you're so amazing today like if he didn't do anything amazing but like gifts is just a little bit easier like I don't know but that was just me like it just it just didn't work I think we do need to if even if like if my if my number one love language is quality time and the second one is physical touch like I think even if his second one was physical touch or something like that that might have worked a little bit better but like it just there was the priorities was just totally different like on both sides so it didn't work so that's how I handled it gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Tori how, how would you battle the challenge of conflicting love languages um I'm the sort of person that will always try to meet you halfway Mm -hmm. um, and, and adapt to what you got going on. Um, but at heart, I'm the sort of person that's like, I'm going to make sure that I'm good. Um, and if it's something that bothers you and I'm trying and it's not working, I'm gonna make sure that I'm good. Um, and so that's kind of where I fall. I'm going to try, but I'm also really inclined to just be like, well, that's you, you figure that out over there. I'll just be over here when you're ready to not be on what you're on. Yeah, I don't like to make waves, so it's just make it work or, or just leave me alone. I feel that. I feel that. <clears throat> Ladonna, how how do you combat combat the challenges of conflicting love languages? I'll just talk about in the workplace. So for me, like I said, it is what it is: it's the money, the gifts. But for like for my team, I joined a different team last summer I guess and so I've never met anyone in person and I just feel like like we're in tech we write a lot of code all the time so it's just you in the laptop and maybe you talk or collaborate with someone else occasionally but sometimes it's just all you and so I think we got a new person sometime around Thanksgiving and I just had this idea to like have a virtual kind of like game kind of interact with one of one another because we don't do that and my team loved it and so i was just like oh it's gonna be stupid no one's gonna like this but i think we found like a virtual escape room and so i was like nobody's gonna like this but they did so my team loved that and now they like to do them like all the time and now i'm like no 
this is just supposed to be one time guys I but it's a, yeah but it's something that they like look forward to it's like okay so when's the next one and it's only maybe like 30 minutes to an hour and it's just a time where we're not talking about the latest project we're not talking about anything related to work it's just how's life going this stupid little game i think the last one we did um it was just pictures from movies and you had to guess the movie so it was just movies from as far back as you can remember up into whatever like i think soul was the latest one we had so they enjoyed it um it was fun to put get to put together and it's cool so i guess that's how i come at it but i think i'm very upfront though like if i have a manager that's or a team lead that just doesn't have the same viewpoint as me i'm very direct like i think i told my manager friday i was just like hey i think he said so the ceo was really proud of something that we we worked on he's like oh he sent his words through the director and i was like oh that's nice but send a gift card send some money he was like oh i'm gonna send you this starbucks gift card and i was like oh okay cool i don't drink starbucks but i found a non-dairy menu so it worked out but you know it was just him taking that and not just saying oh well like the words are enough it was him just you know the, the gift card it was cool you know i found some stuff that i'll drink without milk that won't kill me <laughs> oh, yeah. i am very similar to you Ladon. uh for me especially within the workplace i'm a gifts man but most of the managers that i've ever had are all works words of affirmation individuals they love to be able to praise everything that i've done and i'm like that's great I love that. No, I don't love that. I'm very happy that you appreciate the work that I'm putting in. But the way for you to appreciate that is for you to increase my pay. And I've had to say that to every manager ever possible. Like they, they've always asked me, what do you care about most? People praising you or money? And I stay straightforward. Money. Because you telling me your praise words is not paying my bills. It's the money that's paying my bills. So, you know, I, was, I was gonna say, I think that's something important is that enough managers don't ask like what makes their employees happy. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, there's definitely been times when, you know, they're giving these words of affirmation and stuff, but I think it's because they're almost trained to do that, like to boost team morale and stuff, which is also why I don't like it. Cause I'm like, you just saying that because you have to almost like sometimes I do, like I said, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a genuine place and it's just to to make you feel better about things. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's great. But also like, OK, cool. Like, thanks. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love for my managers to be like, what what makes you feel happy with your job or like what makes you feel like you're doing a good job? Like, what can we do? And that is when i would definitely be like yeah like um let's talk about some monetary something you know but yeah where's the affirmation like it's cool but it's not it don't cut it for me that does, i don't really do it for me at all so i guess as we wrap up on the love language topic i mean all in all all it takes is for you communication whether it is with your intimate partner, whether it's with a family member or whether it is with a, a manager at work uh, and understanding how also love language works within the workplace. Cause that's very new for me. And after understanding and having that conversation, 
I finally get what people are talking about with that. So trying to manage your love languages within all three of those aspects in your life, I mean, they're very important. So, you know, what I say is uh, don't compromise yourself. Uh, if you can try to make it halfway with somebody and if they're willing to go halfway with you in that, then okay, let's make it work. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know what you like, what you like. And, you know, sometimes change is inevitable. Sometimes you may have to change said love language for for that reason. But, you know, as long as you go in with a full head forward, I guess, um, you can't go wrong there with love languages. All right. So we're going to transition out of today's main topic and we're going to go into the email of the week. This week, this week's email comes from Adrian from the Bronx. Shout out to you, Adrian. I don't know if you are a man or a woman, but shout out to you because Adrian is kind of a unisex name. So I want to show respect to that. So Adrian asked, I was watching this YouTube channel called Cut uh, where they were talking about reparations. And even though I feel like we won't see that happen within our lifetime, if ever, I'm very curious as to what reparations do you think could work for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys believe is a thoughtful, I guess, thing for us when it comes to reparations? Where's my calculator at, honey? I'm about to be like Medea on that movie where she was like, hmm, man. I gotta think about that one. I think for me, reparations would be a, a combination of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the most important thing, I think reparations would have to bring everyone to a level playing field. Um, so the first thing that have to be addressed is laws that make it an absolute crime for everyone to be treated differently. Um, and then I think economically, there needs to be some stimulation um, because you know it is a fact that there are a sector of the population that is a little disadvantaged um, when it comes to having a basic head start. Everybody needs to everybody needs to be endowed with the the benefit that our ancestors um, put into this country, but Mm -hmm. it needs to kind of, we need to be respected and treated well. And then on the back end, get that financial recompensation. Um, That would be the only thing and probably make sure that we're teaching history correctly and just, just being open and honest about what our, what our presence has done for our country, especially because it's really skewed and I think throwing money at it's cool, but that'll create resentment because we're not changing the thought processes around our position in this country. I think that would be. All right, which one of y'all want to go next or y'all want me to say mine? <laughs> you go. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's fuck 40 acres and a mule. I want 100 acres and a beds. That would be great. Um, me mainly, I don't want to pay taxes. I want black people to be tax exempt. Mm. That would be great. Uh, I think that our ancestors have built this country to a point to where it is now. And what is the point of me paying the tax for it for what they built? Nope. I think Caucasians should do that. Not me. Like, I mean, how much taxes are like. In reality, 
when you think about like your paycheck and stuff, what are we, how much are we paying in taxes? Maybe like, what is it, like 18 to 20%, something like that. I might be totally off, I don't know. But I'm like, that ain't enough. You know, like, of course that would help, but I don't know. I'm like, it's-, it's Think about it over a lifetime. Yeah, it's still not enough. And and if they gonna do that, then yeah, they need to back pay us for all the taxes we've been paying. I mean, I'd, that too. <laughs> I'd gladly take all my money back. I'd be like, I've been working since I was 16, so run it, like, come <laughs> on. Um, That ain't enough to me though, like, it's just not. Um, sorry, I didn't mean cut you off. I was getting deep. Um, I was like, damn, that ain't enough. Like, you good, you good. I feel like I know that's not enough, but then also at the same time, I don't believe this nation will ever pay us. Yeah. So it's like, right? Dang, let me at least see what I can take, what I can get. So I guess that's where tax exemption comes in for me. Yeah. Oh, they do like to play with taxes in this country, so. I do. And then the 40 acres and a mule, like, okay, so like, for instance, we we know there was a time when black people were granted that, but soon as a new president got into office, they revoked that shit. <clears throat> okay, and so it's like, we, we also need protections for if we are given something, like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to, to take that away from us, like, in any kind of way, like, yeah, y'all not gonna come in and burn our towns down. Like, we, we know shit like that was happening. I think there needs to be protections in place from stuff like that for when we, because we know like they really just don't want us to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And so there's always gonna be somebody there trying to, trying to yank that from under us whenever there is an opportunity for us to get, get ahead. And I don't think there's enough protections in place for that. So, I don't know. I'm gonna say a million dollars per person. Mm-hmm. I could play with a million dollars. I can play with a million dollars. Cause that would allow us to purchase land if we wanted to. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, like, it's yeah, invest, invest um, yeah. get education, like for some people, so we don't have to take out loans. Um, Savings. Yeah. Just, yeah. I thought that would be enough. You know? A million would be good, yeah. I can work with that. Yeah. What about you, LaDonna? What do you think is suitable reparations? I have no idea. That's I, re- I really have no idea. Um, if you think about, like, in Germany, they have things in place and programs in place that pay reparations to the Jewish community. And that's been going on for years. And so I guess maybe for those people receiving those reparations, it's it's enough or it kind of fills a hole or whatever, but I have no idea what that what that would look like. Because even, even if, you know, like if they changed the laws or if they gave us $500,000 or a million dollars, then the value of the dollar will decrease. And so our money will still be worthless. And or it'll be like what you're seeing with the stock market. You play their game and then they change the rules. And so I don't really know what reparations would look like. 
and see that's why i said there needs to be protections in place <clears throat> you know this is what typically happens soon as we get ahead they like mm -hmm. well hold on we don't like this we don't like this at all so we about to switch it up on y'all like so we need we need protections in place to protect whatever the hell we could get like so like it just blows me sometimes thinking about like how like i said they were given there were many families given 40 acres in the mule and they literally got that taken away from them stolen back from them for you, you know because it was just another president in in the office who didn't they deserve that Well, I mean, Adrian, that was a very uh, thought-provoking question. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate you bringing it up to the forefront. Uh, I got time, I think, for one more, and this one was specifically for a, for a lady panel, so I'm going to go ahead and rock with that. So we have uh, mm -hmm. Brittany from Portland, Oregon. Shout out to you, Brittany. <clears throat> and she said, I hope this question is designated to an all-woman panel, and which that's what we have here today. So she asks... If you guys were in a scenario of one gotta go, which of these, which album would be gone? Uh -oh. Would it be SZA Control? <laughs> would it be Summer Walker Over It? Would it be Solange A Seat at the Table? Or would it be Ari Lennox Shea Butter Baby? Uh, can I go first? Summer gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No hesitation. Like, that was too easy. I'm thinking this is about to be hard. Like, nah, them other three bumps so hard. Don't get me wrong, Summer Walker bump, but I could just listen to her little mixtapes and stuff, and I'm good on her. Like, oh, damn. Here's my answer. I agree 100%. Wow, both Summer Gone? Hold on. LaDonna, it's on you. Oh, no, guys. Like, I wasn't going through anything when her album came out, but like, I listened to it a lot. And then. Ooh, this, I might have to let Solange go. I'm sorry. Not <laughs> queens in the sky. She is very. She's looking at you very. She's right. <laughs> she's disappointed, girl. <laughs> girl, please. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what does what does over it do for you? It's, it's not that. So I I honestly, in my mind, I rank albums by how many of the songs, like when you ask me like, oh, what's your favorite? Like how many of the songs right in that moment can I remember? And I could only remember two from, from Solange's album right now. I know, I know. And like tomorrow my answer might change, but today mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let it go. Damn. I'm gonna go listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow when I write some code. Just because I'm like, I'm sorry. Over it was cool, but it just it didn't do it for me. Like, what, what was her mixtapes with like Sessions 32? Like all the short yeah, ass like songs just bomb. Like, yeah, I could do Summer Walker. Like now, if she put that in the mix, I'd be like, damn, I don't know. But over it, like it was, I was over over it, like. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. I wouldn't let Summer Walker go too. <laughs> but keep it She'd be saying some crazy shit, and I'd just be like, "What?" She do. But we That's probably why. Like, 
but like we talking about Elsa Rose, like she's just be saying something off the wall type shit. So, because mm-hmm. those other three albums, SZA, Solange, and Ari Lennox, they was talking some shit. They were. Those are all music albums. Yeah. So, they all had like a message, like a forward moving message. Like, I'm gonna be playing those albums when I'm 50. Cleaning the house. Right, oh, that is like our Anita Baker. Or what? What else, y'all? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's, that's yeah. that is that for us. Like that, yeah. I got Aria's homage on vinyl. It's still on the way. Yeah. Summer, I didn't really care about that. <laughs> right, don't nobody want that on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> But in that Apple Music playlist, though, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, girls need love. Like, how so? <clears throat> I listen to that all day, but am I getting, am I getting rid of the other three for that? I couldn't. I couldn't. So I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, you, you go listen to Seat the Table later. <laughs> go listen to it. I implore it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> So, uh, Brittany, I appreciate that question. Of course, that's going to wrap up for the emails of the week. So, of course, that means it's time for the final segment. It's the segment that's always the most out of pocket of them all. Who's man's is this? We find the, the craziest stuff that we saw on social media when I tell you about it. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and go into it. All right. So, first up. Um, somebody on Instagram, IG stories, a young lady was, was showing off her, her pregnancy belly. You know, congratulations to that woman. I don't know who that woman is, but congratulations to her. And um, a young man decided to uh, throw in a little DM in that IG story. <laughs> and he said, and I quote, what you doing after you pregnant? Like she about to get off work or something. <laughs> I mean, like what? What do you mean? I'm raising a child. Raising an entire child. You want to help? Like what's up? <laughs> that right. Hey, niggas is do. They just damn. I ain't never in my life. Wait, to the baby turn one and then. <laughs> What are you doing after you're pregnant? What are you doing after you're pregnant? Like, like, like after you're pregnant, like it just all be over with. And that's yeah. It. <laughs> oh my God. You know, that's not my man's, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, next up, I have this was one of the most random tweets that I saw on Twitter. And oh my goodness, a young woman decided to tweet this. And she said, <clears throat> Put your drawers in the microwave for three minutes. Mm-hmm. If a biscuit pop up, then you have a yeast infection, bitch. <laughs> how did how did she test this theory? Like how did she how did she come across this? I had to put my panties in the microwave and see what happened. Mm. Does she know what a biscuit's made out of? <laughs> like, first of all. That's- I don't That's think it's in that equation. What do you say? A loaf of bread, like a biscuit. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> you got I some would... flour in there, some some sugar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What kind of powder are you using? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh man, that was funny. That was funny. 
Uh, yeah, that is very curious. I don't know how that theory works, but if somebody, if, if anybody, if anybody listens to this podcast and you know how the theories work, you let me know. You just email the podcast, <laughs> and uh, we'll keep you anonymous. We'll keep it to ourselves. Uh, next up, young man. He came in. I, he may have worded this in the worst way possible because he had to delete the tweet, but still people were getting on him after the fact. And I feel really bad for him because I understand what he was saying, but he worded it in the worst way imaginable. Now, you guys eat Subway, right? Or you guys ever ate Subway? Mm-hmm. You know how you guys get the foot long, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's about to go left. Mm-hmm. A young man decided to say, man, this foot long about to fuck my guts up. Mm-mm. He should have proofread it. He should have proofread that. Did you read that back to mm. yourself? <laughs> well, you said it in your head. Did it sound right while you were saying it in your head? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck him up with this one. Like, what? Yeah. He deleted the tweet too, but the people screenshot it and went of in course. on that Tweet and delete thing. don't work like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't think that went through at all. He was like, yeah. See, and that's that's one of them thoughts that you just you you be about to tweet it and he's like, man, who gives a fuck? Like, let me not tweet this. He could have saved himself with that, because don't nobody care if Subway about to mess your stomach up. But now you in a whole nother like issue because of how you how you worded it. Like you you could just left that one in a dress. Left it in a dress. Nobody was gonna care, but now we are concerned. <laughs> Foot longer, you man. My God. And then he didn't even say the subway footlong, like. Yeah. He didn't even say this footlong sandwich. No sauce, no nothing. Just. Like, just his footlong. That's his height. I knew what he meant. But yeah, word, wording matters here. And he just didn't do it well enough here. I would have screenshot it. And I'm like, look at this. <laughs> I hope he enjoyed it. Right? Oh, man, 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 man. All right, and the last one from Whose Man's Is This is the interaction between two young women. This went viral during the Robin Hood GameStop period. So everybody. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this was a great interaction. Young woman number one started out first with who the fuck is Robin Hood? <laughs> and then another young woman comes in, Batman's son, I think. And then the first lady comes back and she says, why is he at a GameStop? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Man, do people not pay attention like that? No. <laughs> they can't. Probably not. No. They don't. I mean, not only that, but like when something is trending, like Twitter does a very good job at telling you why it's trending and maybe <laughs> a little spiel about like what it's about. Sometimes I think people just post things just because they want to go viral. Yeah, I'm saying, I can't tell if they were just trolling. I, I can't, yeah. I don't know about that one, but this is. I don't know. Why are you? I ain't gonna lie. I wish I cashed in on that GameStop stock. I ain't know it was gonna wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah. I didn't know it was going to pop like that, but then Robin Hood shut the shit down. They did. They were so foul for that, the way they did that. I think they're going to get in trouble for it, honestly. Oh, big facts. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I think they were supposed to file their 
IPO this year too. So I think that's gonna get pushed back. Because nobody gonna wanna buy stock in that. Yeah, yeah. I I literally saw people like showing screenshots of like them transferring all their funds from mm-hmm. like Robinhood to like Fidelity. They like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I will buy what I want when I want. Y'all not gonna stop me. Like Yeah. It's exactly what, what people have been saying though, like they don't they don't they don't want certain they they want the poor to stay poor. Oh y'all, oh hell mm-hmm. y'all. They, they're making it y'all. Anyway, back to back to the goofy tweet though. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean the game rigged. Oh no, boy, is it? The mm-hmm. game is about rigged this shit. Uh but that's it for whose man's is this. And of course, as always, you know, when we make it to the end of the show, as you can see, I'm pouring up a glass of wine. It is time for the last call, which means it's time for any types of shout-outs, words of wisdoms that you'd like to pass on to the listeners so of course any of you ladies could start out first what would you like to share any words of wisdom what's going on in your life things of that nature don't come all at once hi i'll go first um again um i am an artist i'm actually really excited i'm dropping off a commission today Um, it's been going really well um and like i said earlier thank you i'm working with um the lit team um social networking app that's about to change the game um black owned black created um really about to take off um so the um, social media for all social media is lit socials and it's gonna be great um and i'd like to leave some words of wisdom um my favorite 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 phrase ever is be water um water conforms to everything that it comes in contact with so it's rough out here it's tough out here but just like water be water conform and overcome because mm-hmm. you can i like that i like that i like that Tori. Yeah. all right who's next i can go <laughs> um yeah so um Let's see. What what can I say? Um, okay, so y'all, I have a fitness challenge coming up in the month of February. Y'all, like I, I got started with personal training right before COVID hit. And so I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. So now I'm finally taking everything online and um, also some in-person sessions in Atlanta. So if you need me to coach you in person, I can do that too. Um, but yeah, um, so hit me up on her pretty underscore Ash, or you can follow me on my fitness page, which is just really getting started, but it's fit X fit X Ash. And, um, yeah, that is all I have to say. So let's get it popping. All right. Well, it's LaDonna again, (laughs) (laughs) um, social media, LaDonna underscore LaDonna. I don't have any words of wisdom for the people but i will say that you know things are changing if you have a little extra money that you don't need to you you're not afraid to risk maybe read up on investing try to you know set some of that aside plan for the future y'all gamble all the time you spend 400 dollars on bottles at the club so you can mm-hmm. take a hundred dollars and invest and maybe make five I don't know, thousand. That's <laughs> or five hundred to me. I don't or five hundred, you know? <laughs> What'd you say? 
That sounds like words of wisdom to me. Hey, I don't yeah, know. Oh, no, I'm always with the shit. So I always feel like anything I'm saying sounds like a joke. So mm. oh, that's serious right there. <laughs> oh, you can follow my yoga page at Synergy Vibes. Ooh. But that's it. <laughs> hey. Throw that up in there. Yeah. Right now. Right. Synergy Vibes. Um, I guess I can leave off, you know, do what you can for the people you love. That is a line that I've been living by for pretty much majority of my life. My grandfather told me that line and uh, he, he doesn't even know where it came from, but he's lived by that. And he says, if you live by that and just be with an open heart, then life will be fine. And uh, I try to do what I can for everybody that I care for to the best of my ability, whether it's family or friends. If I have the capability of doing it, I'll do it. And I'll say the same for you. If you have the capability of doing it, do it. But don't, I guess, pressure yourself to a point where you burn yourself out. Um, at the end of the day, you are your number one priority. Take care of you before you be able to take care of others. So always keep that in mind. Um, listeners, of course, you know, I'm working on some new stuff. We have, uh, I can tell you what I'm working on. Obviously, Hot Ones Part 2 is still happening that will be recorded in march so that will be recorded and i, I don't want to do it here because i'm moving into a new apartment in march so uh it's bigger space so i'll be able to have you know a more comfortable vibe in terms of you know recording live and things of that nature so hot ones part two will be recorded in march also i am working on a special decoded podcast episode dedicated to the parents I'm going to have a special episode where I'm going to have a single mom, a single dad, a couple, and a blended family, and they tell me the aspects of how parenting goes. Uh, so that is definitely in the works. So that's uh, it's, I'm, I'm getting that that panel together. So I think that's going to be a very exciting episode in itself. Um, and uh, last but not least. Um, Right now, what this is episode 80, so now I'm 20 away from 100. If I'm consistent enough, I think I can knock 100 by maybe June, maybe. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to get to 100 this year because I was supposed to get to 100 like last year. But that didn't. Last year was a lot, so forgive yourself. Yeah, last year was, we, we were in a Ponderosa, a Panini, a Peter Pan, a Petroleum. Like, it's been a lot. So, plus, y'all, y'all know I work two jobs. So I, I ain't got that type of time anymore like that. So when I even get to record, it's a great thing. But I'm working on it. So, uh, but listeners, thank you so much for, for cutting it out with me. Of course, uh, panelists, shout out to Tori, Ash, LaDonna. Thank you guys so much for being on today's episode. You guys are always more than welcome to come back as always. Um, and of course, listeners, be sure to rate and subscribe to this show on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all major streaming podcast platforms. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DecodedPod. And of course, you can also follow the panels. Uh, their uh, follows will be in the description uh, of the podcast episodes. When you go back, hit details. Their stuff will be right there if you want to follow them. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Yet again, shout out to the ladies for being on today's episode. Cheers to you guys. I am Kimball. Until next time, stay awesome, folks. See you later.